in the hollow of your hands. For it would be so easy for us to slip. But Lord, you hold on to us. And like the songwriter has penned, my anchor holds. And it holds, Lord, because of your great love for us. And Lord, I thank you. May we, O God, be a people who are truly thankful for the wonderful love of a living God. May we be a people who are thankful for so great a salvation that you have poured out unto us. And may we be thankful for the redemptive work that you're doing in each and every one of our lives. And we pray, Father, today that someone would be saved. Someone, somewhere, somehow will hear your word and respond. Because you are still in the saving business. You desire for men and women to be saved. And that is the purpose of Christmas, reminding us that Christ came into this world to save sinners. Help us, O God, to be about your business upon this important occasion during this season. Sharing your love. And Lord will give you praise and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Over to 175. Oh, come all ye faithful. And remember what scripture says that when I come, will I find any what? Who are what? Who are faithful. And, and, and that's one of the challenges of the day. That when we come, will the Lord, when he comes, will he find any who are really faithful? Will he find people being faithful to his mission, to his message, to him? And it's so easy by the things of the world to sometimes get lost. And in getting lost, we miss what God has for us. And he says, Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Are you living a triumphant life? Are you living in such a way that you are triumphant in your Christian life? Because the song is reminding us of the one who makes us what? Triumphant. And he says, Oh, come all ye faithful, And triumphant. Oh, come ye all. Come ye all to where? Bethlehem. Come and behold him. Born the king of angels. Oh, come. Do you hear the invitation? Come. 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 It's an invitation to a lost world. To come. To come. And God is still inviting us to come. Page 175. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Um, oh, come ye, oh, come ye to bear. 
Come and behold him, born a king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come. Sing choirs of angels. Sing choirs of angels. Sing in exaltation. Oh, sing all ye hope of heaven above. Glory to God. Oh, come, let us adore Him. And the last, yea, Lord, we greet Thee. received your little card. You have your little yellow card. Now, at Christmas, two things are is taking place. One, there's the receiving and the giving, or the giving and the receiving. Those are two important steps that are taking place. That people are giving and then people are receiving. And what a blessing it is. It's a blessing to give, but it's also a blessing what? So what I want you to do, since we're talking about the receiving verse here, I want you to mark on one side of your card What do you want to receive from the Lord this year? What is it that you would want to receive? Just give you an example for myself. Receive knowledge and wisdom. More knowledge and more wisdom of the Lord. I want to be able to receive more knowledge and wisdom. Now you can put on your cards whatever it is that you want to receive. 
And then we're going to pray and ask God if he would grant that. That he would give that to you this year. For some of you, it may be peace. For some, it may be healing. For some, it may be helping my finances. For some, it may be, Lord, help me in my education. Lord, help me to stay safe during this year. I want you to put down what it is that you want to really receive from the Lord. Because the Lord says you have not because you what? You ask not. And the scripture tells us no one can outgive who? God. No one can outgive God. And what we want you to do is put down what you really expect and you want to see God give to you. And you want to open your heart and your mind to receive that. And like I said, for me, there was knowledge and wisdom. And as I thought about knowledge and wisdom, it came in to be a better pastor. More knowledge of Jesus that I can share with the congregation. More wisdom of knowing how to deal with things in the church and so forth. Many different things, but it just boiled down to that knowledge and wisdom. And then I thought about the verse of Jesus where it says that he grew in knowledge and wisdom. He grew. Father, we have paused for a moment to do this exercise of placing on a card what we would desire to receive from you this year. And we pray, Father, that you would begin to work in each one of our lives in answering that request of what we're asking to receive from you. And may we believe that, Lord, you will bless us with it. You will grant it unto us. Because, Lord, you have given the greatest gift of all, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if you have given him unto us, what good thing would you withhold from us? So we've placed upon these cards that we're going to put in our Bibles or put at home someplace to remind ourselves that this is what we've asked of you. And then, Lord, we want to see you perform it. We want to see you do it. We want to see you act upon it in our lives. Because, Lord, we know in and of ourselves, we cannot do it. And therefore, Lord, we're asking that you would bless us with it. And we open our hearts and our minds and our hands to receive it from you. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. On the reverse side, whatever, I wrote down what I want to give. Because this year, what is it that you want to give to the Lord? What is it in your life that you may want to give to Him? What area of life may you be struggling in that you want to turn over to Him? 
this came to mind as, as I was singing a little song in, in the car. And I, and I just kept singing this little chorus part of the song. I want to be more like you, Jesus. I want to be more like you, Jesus. And boy, I said, boy, the, the wisdom and the knowledge will allow me to be more like who? Like Jesus. So I, I wrote, I want to be more like Jesus. You know, and I would think of God for a moment. Who else would he want me to be like? Who else would he want me to be like? Because I'm a long ways from being like Jesus. I don't have to agree so fast on that. <laughs> but... That's what I want to be this year. A little bit more like him. A little bit more like him. And that's what I want to give to him. I want to give of my life back to him a little bit more like Jesus. So, so put it on the back of the card of what you want to give him. Maybe you've never given him your total heart. And maybe you want to put that on the back. Lord, I just want to give you my heart. Maybe you've never followed through with what Scripture says. Let this mind dwell in you and it's in Christ Jesus. And maybe you want to put back that, Lord, I want to give you my mind that my thoughts are pure, that my motives are pure. I just want to give you my mind. Lord, I just want to constantly give you a word of praise and thanks all during the year. Not just on Sunday morning, but when I'm by myself in my car or when I'm taking a walk or when whatever I'm doing, Lord, help me to be mindful to give you thanks and praise for who you are. I just want to give you thanks, Lord. Just write on the back of that card, what would you want to give him now? You've received, now you want to give. What is it that you want to give him? Amen? Amen. And uh, I hope you look with expectation of God answering your request to receive and then I pray that you would ask him to remind you to give and surrender what you said you want to give to him. Amen? Amen. And I hope you hold on to it. Put it someplace that is a reminder to you and just kind of like hang on to it. Can I have the overhead... Is Island back there? Who who's back there on that? If I can have the overhead part up on the screen, I think I hooked it in. Uh, uh, let me see here.
Yep, I'm on here. So, there we go. His gift, my gift. His gift, my gift. God has given us something. But what have we given him back? What is your gift that you're giving to him? And what has he really given to you? And oftentimes, we think of giving in a one-way street. And we kind of name it in this way. If it's my birthday, I only what? Receive, receive, receive. You know, and certain times of the year, we're just expecting just to receive, receive. But then, when is it my turn to really give? To really give. And that's the thing, boy. His gift, my gift. And understanding this, my gift will never equal his gift. But it's there. And it's so important that I understand that he wants me to give back to him. To give back to him. And in giving back to him, he blesses us in such a way that it enables us to give back to him. He allows us to have that privilege to give back to him. And when you look at, there is a spiritual reward for those who give generously. Boy, when, when, when God prompts you to give, give. Because giving is one of the attributes of God. Because God just loves to give. He loves to give. And oftentimes we don't think he gives to sinners, but he does. He does. Well, I wouldn't have never been saved. (laughs) Because he kept me till that time. And God is generous towards us. And when we're generous, we're acting like him. And there is spiritual rewards for those who give generously. However, we should not expect to become wealthy through our giving. We give because he's given to us and has enabled us to give. And we want to give. We want to give. Those who receive your gift will be helped. And that's the thing that you ought to look at. That when people receive from you, they're being helped. They're the ones that's being comforted. They're the ones that's being filled with joy. They're the ones that are finding, even in your giving to them, self-worth. That, boy, somebody really cares about me. Somebody really does love me. I'm not out here on the ocean all by myself. Not cared for, not loved, not comforted. Those who receive your gift will be helped and will be joyful and will be comforted that someone thought of them. How many people do you know that will be depressed today because nobody thought of them? Nobody thought of them. There's a person today I am, we invited to come join us because 
they said they were just going to be spending the day by themselves. Well, come join us. And sometimes that gift of hospitality that is listed there as a gift, how often do we use it? To invite somebody in and allow them to be a part and to feel loved, to receive comfort, to recognize that, yes, somebody does really value them. To comfort that someone thought of them. And as you bless others, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. That as you comfort others, you will be blessed. Now, go to Romans with me. Well, go to John 3.16 first. So you know that one very well, but, but let's go there. Because it's worthy to be read again at this time. For it says, For God so loved the world that he gave. And I want you to understand something. Nothing really prompted God to give. Nothing made God give. There was no one else there. To force God to give. But he did it, and the scripture says, because he loved. We give because we love people. We give. Not because I love you more than I love this one, or love that one more than I love. We give out of this deep area of love for people. We give. Why? Because that's how God gave to us. He gave out of his love. He didn't give out of favoritism. He didn't give out of the thing of getting. He just gave. And it says that he, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He gave all that he had in the person of Christ. And would we give all that we have to someone else? Would we give the very best to someone else? And God gave us his very best and all that he had in the person of Jesus Christ. So I don't care what you give today, it will never match what God has already given. He gave. He gave. Go over to Romans chapter 5. Again, just refreshing our minds. And go to verse 8. Because in giving... We demonstrate something. In our giving and and sharing with people, we're demonstrating something of ourselves to them. And he says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. He gave us his son while we were yet what? Sinners. 
He gave us His very best. Not while we were pleasing Him. Not while we were doing good. You better watch out. You better not. Why? He's writing it down. Who's not in? Well, aren't you so thankful God doesn't do that? And that he demonstrates his love towards us. That he gave us his son. While we were yet sinners. He just gave. He didn't give on my good behavior. He didn't give on what he thought for I might become. He gave. Because he loved me. Period. He loved me. Over to Romans 8. Then catch this verse 32 in Romans 8. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us what? All things. But look at the giving again. There used to be a commercial that came on about a certain product. And if you gave them this product, it was an ongoing gift that just keep on going. And the gift that God has given us in eternal life, it is that gift that just keeps on going. From earth to heaven. It's that gift that never stops. It's that gift that allows us to continue to receive from God that gift of eternal life. He allows us to continue to receive from Him the blessings of redemption. He allows us to continue to receive the blessings of deliverance. He allows us to continue to receive the blessing of gaining wisdom and knowledge. He continues to allow us to receive from Him an eternal hope that is a sure hope. He allows us to continue to receive from Him The blessedness of knowing absent from the body is present with God. He continues to just bless us with the enrichness of his word and infuses it into our hearts and our minds. It's a continuous gift that continues to give and give and give and bless and bless and bless. It's continuous. The gift that he has given unto us. And he says he will give us out of that all things. All things. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we're going to look at verse 12 through 15 now. And and conclude with that thing of really being thankful for this gift. And understanding that the gift that God gave is an unspeakable gift. Or we can explain our salvation in theological terms. We can explain our salvation by quoting scripture back. But it's that gift that is unexplainable. We can't really say 
how it really happened other than God did it. And I'm able to receive it. In 9.12 he starts, he says, this service that you perform, and understand when you're giving, it's a service. You're ministering to someone else. You're serving someone else. And it is your service that you are rendering to someone, whether it be your own child, whether it be your own mother, your own father, whether it be your own grandparent, whether it be a neighbor. You're serving someone else's need. And that need is this. We all need this area of being recognized and appreciated. We all need that. We all need this thing called self-worth or being valued in the eyes of other people. And he says, boy, you're serving. And in doing so, he says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs. Now, now understand part of this service. It's a need that's there. How does a person feel in a family when they're neglected and the gift isn't there for them? Do you see the head go down? Do you see the, the, the quietness and the withdrawal? When, when, when they're not appreciated or they're not valued or they're not mentioned or they're not there, that somehow there's this withdrawal and this shutting off of others. But when the need is being met of recognition and value, the door opens. And the joy fills their life. And they step into community. They step into family. They step in. And you can see the joy that just bubbles over in them. Because they themselves have been accepted and received. And he says, you are supplying somebody else's need. And we all have that need. That's why when we exchange gifts, we smile, we hug, we thank each other because we're each recognizing each other's worth and value. And we're honoring each other and sharing with each other and saying to each other, you're worthy of this, you're worthy of this. And he says you're meeting the needs of others. And he goes a little further. He says, something else takes place. You're meeting the needs of God's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. It flows over to the expressions of, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. I took my brother to the emergency room last night and Stayed with him until about two thirty, three o'clock this morning. And uh, he's at Akron General now. He's going to have to have some surgery. But before I left the room, prayed with him. And then just as I was getting ready to exit out. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. It's the acknowledging of you doing something that nobody made you do it. 
Nobody forced you to do it. You did it because you wanted to do it. And the person recognizes that you wanted to bless them. You wanted to do what you did. And from that comes, thank you. Thank you. And sometimes we don't hear this part of it. Thank you, Lord, for my mom and dad. We hear the thank you, but we don't hear what's being said also on the inside. Thank you for my mom and dad. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my friend, Lord. Thank you. There's another thanks that's going on on the inside, but it's not coming to you, it's going to God. In recognizing that if God would not have put you in this family, if God would not have put you in the relationship with this individual, you would have never been appreciative of them and saying, thank you, God, for them. And he says, when you're supplying the needs of others, yes, there's that thank you, but there's also that thank you that goes up to God for what he's provided. For what he's provided. And he says, an overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Thanks to God. Because of the service that you rendered. Because of the giving that you performed. That people are saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And he goes on a little further and he says, by which you have proved yourself. Men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. With your generosity of sharing, How many of you have discovered in your sharing how God has blessed you? And the way that God sometimes will bless you is far more richer than what you have even blessed others with. And we're not doing it to receive something more or something. We're doing it out of the love of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Recognizing what he has given unto us that we also give to others. In sharing with them and with everyone else. Now listen to 14. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given to who? You. And their prayers for you in their hearts. Where is it? Where is that prayer coming from? Yeah. You may not hear it. 
But God hears it. God hears it. And he says, we'll go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. It is because of God's grace, the abundance of his grace, and what he has blessed you with, what he has bestowed you with, that gives you the freedom to give to someone else and bless someone else, to help someone else. And then I think 15 is that crowning point of all this area of giving because God wants us to recognize something. And all of our giving will never outgive him. And all that we give to others and share with others will never even begin to give what God has given to us. The gift in that box, the gift that's wrapped so beautifully, boy, for that moment it joys my heart, it, it warms my heart, it, it does something so much in that moment. But as time goes by, the preciousness of that gift does what? It kind of fades away, you know. I don't spend as much time with it as I used to. I don't wear it as often as I used to. See, I'm a sentimental guy. And um, the band I wear here is my father's wedding band. And my wedding band my original one, it broke at the bottom. So, my wife and I, we went out and we bought new wedding bands and so forth. And hers cost a little more than mine. And, 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 and the one I got started turning all green and would leave green on my thing, you know. So, And I got this ideal. The original ring I took back to the jeweler. And I asked them if they could set new diamonds in it. And where it had broken the bottom, if they could fix that and so forth. And when they called me about two weeks later, that thing was just like new. And every now and then I'll put it on. But I said, what I'm going to do is pass that on to one of my grandchildren for theirs. And give them the story that this is me and grandma's first wedding band. You know. But yet, even with that, there's some fading of it. You know. I still treasure it, but there's some fading of it. And what I want you to know is this. The gift that God gives us, it doesn't fade. 
I can explain a little bit about the ring. I can explain a little bit about this gift or a little bit about that gift. But when it comes to talking about God's gift, it's indescribable. It's the type of gift that takes your breath away. It's the type of gift that you stare at and you stare at and you look at and you look at and you wonder why are you even worthy to receive such a gift as this. And he says, it's an indescribable gift. I have it, but I really can't explain it to people that well. I can tell them I got it, I received it, I'm saved, thank God, but I can't really explain it all to you. It's indescribable. But he says, when I receive it, something happens. Thanks be to God. And my thanks pour out of my heart because I understand I'm not deserving of this gift. I couldn't work for this gift. I couldn't labor for this gift. I couldn't save enough for this gift. And yet comes this overflowing joy of gratitude and thanksgiving to God. For the gift of eternal life that he has given unto us. Boy. It's wonderful to receive gifts. But if you've never received the gift of eternal life, all those other gifts are only going to perish, they're going to fade. They're going to be put in the chest somewhere. But the gift of eternal life is something you use each and every moment of your life, every day, every week. And it is something that is lasting and that is forevermore. That gift of eternal life. That brings so many other things with it. It brings peace. It brings the joy of the Lord. It brings the comfort of the Lord. It brings the fellowship of the living God. It brings redemption, deliverance. It brings wisdom and knowledge. It brings discernment. It brings so much more that is unexplainable that all what is within this gift that never stops giving is undescribable. And he says, thanks be to God. Why? Who else could have provided such a gift? Who else could have provided such a gift as what God has given? For Job says it, God giveth and the Lord taketh. God provides life and God takes life. 
Who else could have provided you with life but the living God? And you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. How many of you could conclude that if you were to lay your head on your pillow tonight and close your eyes and never open them again, that you could say, Lord, thank you for the life that you've given me. That's what it's about. That when you've come to that conclusion in life, that God has enriched my life so, He has blessed my life so, that if I don't get another moment or another day, I can say, thank you, Jesus, for the life that you've given. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because you're at rest with what he has done in your life. And with the things he has completed. Amen? Amen? The greatest gift of all is that gift of salvation. The gift of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That unspeakable, indescribable gift. Jesus. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for giving unto us that unspeakable gift in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that you have given him unto us through your love. And that, Lord, we have not yet even begun to really understand why you love us so, why you care for us. Sometimes, Lord, people just throw it off and say, well, he's God, what else is he supposed to do? But, Lord... I'm so thankful that you chose to love Gus Brown. That among all the other people that you could have chosen, and Lord, you have chosen many to love. You included me to love me in a very special way. And for each one of us, Lord, you have formed us you have made us. You knew us while we were yet in our mother's womb. And Lord, you knew exactly what we had needed of. And Lord, you gave it to us in love. And we thank you for loving us, choosing us, and giving unto us your Son for our salvation. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare to give, we give in recognizing, boy, not going to give him. But Lord, we give because you've given unto us. Father, we pray today that, Lord, that as we reflect upon your gift of eternal life unto us, that we're not giving, Lord, in response in a sense of trying to pay you back, because we could never do that. But that, Lord, we're giving out of joy. We're giving, Lord, because you've first given unto us. And we're giving, Lord, to be a blessing to others, to meet their needs. And, Lord, we thank you for this privilege. Now we ask, O God, you would take whatever is given, and you would multiply it and use it for the furthest of your kingdom. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.